Hello, and welcome to the Union Podcast. My name is Bonnie, and I'm here with my husband, Brian. Hello. And we are the founders of the Union Movement, all about helping people find wholeness uh, in the complicated but necessary and amazing areas of sexuality and identity and relationships. And today we are bringing the second episode of a little mini series all around five keys that are essential for sexual health in a community of faith. It's a pretty specific little, you know, topic we're excited to share with you. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. We hope that this content is very uh, life-giving to you and encouraging. If you are a return listener and you find find that our content is helpful, we would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast and even leave a review that just just helps our content get in front of more listeners. And that's our, honestly, our heart is to spread hope around these areas because there can be so much confusion uh, in the, in this day and age. And so we're trying to, trying to bring some light. Yeah. And I think so many people are discouraged when it comes to this area. And I think like God's design for this area is good for us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And so we are going to be jumping in um, to one point called the holistic approach towards sexual health. If you missed last week's or last session, I don't know, I kind of forgot how we're going to air these. But um, if you caught if you caught last week's or the last episode, um, we talked about being gospel centered. And so that's that's not separating the gospel, the story of Jesus's life, death, resurrection, you know, death on the cross, resurrection and ascension into heaven from this reality of what it means to our sexual life and what it means to us who might have a sexual past as the majority of us do, totally. whether good, bad or ugly, we have a sexual past. Yeah. And uh, what does the gospel say about that? But we're also uh, in that we're cultivating non-judgmental, compassionate um, atmospheres that are not just about a to-do list or a to-don't list, and we're not cultivating striving. We're not leading people into a kind of slave mentality where we are trying to earn our freedom, but we are constantly leading people to the freedom that Jesus has purchased. And we're, we're helping people to trust in the work of Jesus on the inside, on the inside out, how Jesus does his, his work. So uh, today we, like I said, we're going to jump in to the holistic approach. And so this is looking at the emotional, the emotional, spiritual, and physical aspects aspects of the human experience. A lot of times, specifically in the church, we want to just talk about that we are a spiritual being. And they say, yes, we have a body, but we don't really know, you know, what we're supposed to do with that. Because a lot of times the body has really bad desires. And and then we have the soul. And it's like, I don't really know what we're supposed to do with that. your emotions lead you. Yeah, totally. We'll say that all the time. And it's like, well, of course, we can't let our emotions lead us. But Jesus showed times of being emotional and he didn't sin. So what does that mean for you and I? So it's really important for us to unpack these areas and um, and to take it into account. Like when when it comes to our family of origin, how did that shape us? Um, Possible abuse we've had um, past sexual experience um, and to really to really lead people to this place that this area of sexuality uh, in reference to our body, our soul, and our spirit is really about worship. It's about um, not just about our 
um, the checklist of our past body experiences yeah. within sexuality is somehow calling that purity as if you have done certain things or if you haven't done certain things. Um, but really, it's about the position and the direction of the heart. What do you really want? Yes, those might have been um, some things that you desired in the past and you ran after in the past. But what what are you really about now? What is what is the direction and the position of your heart? Um and it's not just about the history of our body. And I, this ties in again, honestly, you can't separate it from the gospel, but this is what, this is what Jesus does. He separates um, our heart from our history and gives us a new heart with new desires to be running after different things. As we look back into biblical history, we can actually see that this, the complication of the soul, the spirit and the body was actually, um, was actually pretty because of the modern idea. If we look back into the times when the, the New Testament's being written and, you know, a lot of the apostolic epistles are being written, this was a an idea that somehow certain parts of the the triune being of the human experience, some were, were better and some needed to be really taken care of and some uh, needed to be rejected. And it was really interesting that in kind of the biblical times, there was this idea of, of Gnosticism that is some, that essentially this is a very boring boiled down definition of Gnosticism, but essentially lifted up the perspective or the, um, yeah, I guess the perspective that somebody would view themselves and the world around them above their, their body. And that somehow the body was bad and needed to be, um, should not be acknowledged or, or valued. Um, but the, the, but the mind and the, the will and the, the perception that someone had needed to be lifted up and needed to be exalted. And this is why, you know, John comes in and he says, Hey, like if anybody says that, you know, Jesus didn't come in the flesh, he's actually antichrist, which is like, that's pretty, a pretty serious statement. That's a pretty bold, uh, bold statement that John says, uh, but because this was, this was the point that he's making is like, you can't separate, um, the human experience, number one, but you can't separate the fact that Jesus came and lived this life in a physical body. And if Jesus saw fit to come and live a life in the physical body in, in being our compassionate high priest who knows what it's like to deal with all the ins and outs of humanity, um, you can't separate that from Jesus. And if you do try to separate that from Jesus, um, you're actually antichrist. So, not saying that about you today. I hope that you can make the connection, but, um, but it's really important to, to see that there are aspects of the body and, and the physical experience of humanity that are vitally important, just as much as the spiritual aspect, just as much as the emotional or the, the soul aspect or the, the heart aspects of life. The body is the temple of the Holy spirit. The body, um, is what Jesus saw fit to come in and to take on, um, when he came um, on our behalf. And, um, and so I think we need to lift that back up, but realizing that there is a part of the flesh that does need to be crucified because our bodies are kind of like, um, our bodies are kind of like toddlers with who didn't sleep well. And, you know, who just need a snack. You know what I mean? We get grumpy. We get, you know, like our body can just like cry out for what it desires. And, and that's where the body or that's where the Bible calls us to deny the flesh and its desires and to bring it into submission to the spirit so that we don't lead ourselves into destruction, but we lead, um, but we walk by the spirit and then therefore walk in life and joy and peace and all the things that, that come with that. Um, but then there's also a part of the body, the, the flesh and blood that we have that, 
needs to be nourished and cared for. Um, and we see this in the life of Jesus and the pattern and the rhythm that Jesus um, exemplified when he was on the earth. Absolutely. And I love, I, you already mentioned it, you know, about how it was in first Corinthians uh, chapter six, where Paul, he does bring this instruction to the people of Corinth, which is interesting. There was huge false God worship in the form of sexual immorality at this place. There was a temp, there's a temple with, with, you know, like a, I think is it there, there was just hundreds, thousands of temple prostitutes where, where people would go mm-hmm. to worship with their, by activating their sexuality. And so now Paul is giving instruction to these new people, these people who are coming to Christ and they're like, what do I do with my body? What do I do with yeah. my sexual desires? And Paul's like, don't, don't go and join yourself with the prostitutes. Like, so don't give in to those fleshly desires, but, but instead realize that you yourself are the temple. Mm-hmm. And so it is a matter of worship. It's a matter of dedication and, and a sanctifying of setting yourself apart to Christ. And so, I mean, we found in counseling people over the years, it's very interesting, but people who feel ruled by their sexual desires, they don't want it. There's, you know, they're coming and saying, how can I not, I don't want to be addicted to porn or I don't want to be masturbating or I don't want to be, you know, all these different areas. I find also they, they usually struggle to actually nourish the parts of their body that are necessary. Maybe they're Mm. not, you know, they're not getting out and exercising very much. They're not getting much sunlight, vitamin D. They're not, they're probably like they're dehydrated. They're not sleeping well. There's all these other rhythms that are out, um, out of whack, you know? And so I think that as leaders, we need to be really, um, leading people towards health in a holistic way. And Mm -hmm. so we already touched about, you know, we're going to acknowledge past trauma, how that's going to impact people presently, but, but then it is also all those practical elements and, uh, it's, it's just important. We have to be trained in a, in a holistic way. And I think one story that I love so much in the old Testament, it's the story of Rahab found in the book of Joshua. And here's a woman who, I mean, at the time she was probably more, it says that she was a prostitute, but she was probably more a little bit like a porn star because of the honor that was given to her because of her role in the society there. But she actually, feared God. She heard that Israel was coming. She had a, she had a feeling that the God of Israel was going to be, uh, helping Israel win and defeat Jericho. And so she kind of became an ally to the, to the Israelite nation and they rescued her on the day when Jericho's walls fell. She was brought out and saved as well as some of her family members. And it's interesting though, the progression you see, it's almost like these little hints that show us uh, how healing comes incrementally in the life of somebody who's gone through a lot. You know, there's, here's this woman who has been bought, who has been grabbed, who has not been cherished, Mm -hmm. but she gets to come incrementally closer. And so you see these different portions, these different verses. One, it says, and Rahab lived outside the camp of Israel. That was the first step. But then about a chapter later, you hear, and she lived among the people of Israel. And then later on in scripture, you see that she actually became uh, the mother of Boaz. And then, and then we see in the genealogy of Christ, she's actually listed there, mm-hmm. you know, given this place of high honor, you know, the very few women who are even listed there, but for sure, Rahab's name is there, you know? So you can just imagine her own process of having to learn 
how to live free in a holistic way. Yeah. And maybe it was a slow process. So we want to make sure, yes, so we're going to have the key value of being gospel-centered. And then we're going to understand that holistic healing takes time and it involves lots of different you know, different dynamics. Totally. And it's important to be able to discern what is necessary in the people that we're leading. Is, is this a soul issue? Is there emotional wounded, woundedness that's here? Is it, is it a physical thing? It's like, it's so crazy looking at some of the science that's coming out about how the body carries trauma and carries anxiety. And we, you know, we're seeing, you know, PTSD in, and, and I know there's a whole discussion around big T trauma and little T trauma and where is the line in between those things. But it's, it's important for us to remember as those who care for people is like people could be carrying things in their body. And there's even Christian psychologists who talk about double trauma where people have a physical experience. They were abused or something like that, but there's actually a spiritual reality that can attach itself to this area of a physical trauma and it becomes this area of torment. And, and this is, you know, I know this might blow some people's theological boxes, but um, you know, there can be doorways into, uh, the demonic that need to be addressed in this area. And it's, and it's not in a hyper dramatic way. This is just real life follower of Jesus stuff, like mm-hmm. where he came to set the captives free. And, um, um, and this is, this is just really important. So it's important to be able to discern the soul, the body, and is this a spiritual, um, a spiritual, uh, area of healing that needs to take place. So we want to leave you with you know, an evaluation question. So I'm going to ask you, how are you leading your people to be healthy, not just in the spiritual dynamics of their life and their spiritual gifting or serving it within ministries and their ministerial abilities, um, but also in the physical and emotional elements? Are you teaching people to rest? Are you modeling rest? Are you resting yourself? Are you taking time to be still and know that he is God and that he is building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it? Or are you feeling the need to build the church that the gates of hell will not prevail against? Are you, are you connecting with Jesus um, in real, real tangible ways outside of just what you do um, between nine to five or whenever you go into the office? Um are you encouraging passions and hobbies and, and are you encouraging people to, again, to honor God with their bodies and the, and in abstaining from sin and from sexual sin and the deeds of the flesh as the Bible lays it out. Um, but also to, to love God and honor God with their bodies in, in physical health and in exercise in you know, going on hikes, doing something, being outside, you know, experiencing the beauty of creation, um, that way. So I leave that with you. I know that's a lot to take in. That was like probably like six or eight questions in one question, but these are things to be thinking about. How do we as leaders lead people to Jesus? And and then the byproduct of that is going to lead to health and sexuality in their body, in their soul and in their spirit. Uh, Again, we thank you so much for joining us here on this mini series about the five keys of sexual health. And we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Union Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at podcast at theunionmovement.com. For more information, please visit our website, theunionmovement.com, or find us on Facebook and Instagram at The Union Movement. 